When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. A man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re rate, re review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We appreciate it. Bigger than Oprah. Now do it again. Do it for Rachel. Do it for my daughter, who this past weekend became a national champion because her Northwestern women's lacrosse team beat Boston College. Didn't just beat them. They beat him down to win Northwestern's eighth national championship. Yes, I will use my daughter's name, her story, uh, for you to subscribe, rate, and review. Because my shame knows no boundaries. We're going to hear from her coach, Kelly Amante Hiller, who is the greatest coach in team sports. You may never heard of her. You're about to hear from her. But she has won eight, count them, eight national championships. That is more than Coach K. That is more than Nick Saban. That is more Super Bowls than Bill Belichick. She is a fantastic coach and a fantastic person. Uh, To be there this past weekend and to watch what that team achieved, what Kelly achieved, and to see my daughter become a national champion, to be able to sit there and experience that with my wife, with my other daughter, Emma, with my father, with my aunt, with my best friend. It was such a great moment. And for those of you who have followed our show over the many, many years we've been doing it, you know that me coaching Rachel and Rachel's lacrosse career has been a big thread throughout the show since she picked up a stick like 10, 11 years ago. And so I think you guys will really get a kick out of what you're about to hear, uh, unless Billy blows it. Uh, But for me sitting there, knowing the hard work, watching that whole thing unfold, uh, knowing the hard work that went into reaching the highest level of her sport, because as you know, I coached her team. So I had a front row seat to witness it all, and it all washed over me as the clock counted down in Cary, North Carolina. It just brought back all the memories, all the tournaments, all the travel, hearing the ball pound against the outside wall of our house at 6 a.m., me walking outside, telling her to quiet down because dad needed to sleep. Uh, 
me taking her to her first Final Four in Philadelphia, and for her to say to me right then and there, Dad, I want to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and play in this thing. And then to see her actually play in the thing was amazing. It was amazing. It was a moment, a weekend, memories that me and my family uh, will never forget. I told Rachel before the game on Sunday, the national championship game, that if you figure there are 30 to 40 kids on each team, BC and Northwestern, that means there are only 70 to 80 girls still standing, that the rest of the lacrosse world was sitting at home watching them. And she felt the moment. She understood. It was really cool. And of course, as a dad, you want your daughter to play, but she's a freshman. Rachel chose the Alabama of lacrosse programs. And so she knew with open eyes going into it that there was going to be a waiting period. She got three or four minutes of the national semifinal game, which was exactly three or four minutes more than I thought she would get. And we were super happy about that. Uh, but Rachel chose the hard path because life has some adversity. And so she went into it knowing she wouldn't play that much this year, that her time is coming, that she'll get a lot more time sophomore, junior, senior year. And she was okay with that. Because three years playing at this school, two years playing at this school, is better than four years playing anywhere else. It really is. When you have a chance to go to the Final Four and win a natty every single year. But that's not what this weekend was about. This weekend was about seeing your daughter truly happy, truly accepted, and seeing your child's dreams come true. And I hope every parent gets to experience what we just got to experience because it's pretty damn hard to beat. And the reason we had that experience, the reason Rachel had that experience, is because of the person you're about to hear from. Kelly Amante Hiller, who won her eighth national championship. She's the head coach of the Northwestern women's lacrosse team. She is going to join us. I told Billy, and I am skeptical about this, and I am terrified, that Billy can ask any three questions he wants at the end of this interview. Billy wanted to fire her earlier this week for not playing my daughter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm terrified again. This lady is in charge of my daughter. This coach, this person, this wonderful human being is in charge of my daughter for the next three years. But I made a promise to Billy. I'm going to stick to it. Billy will get the final three questions in, and hopefully Rachel will still have a scholarship at Northwestern when we're done. But here it is. Kelly Amante Hiller who won her eighth national championship this past weekend, the head coach of the Northwestern Women's Lacrosse Program. You're going to enjoy this. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Oh, I love it. The Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. 
To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. On Sunday, she won her eighth, that is right, eighth national championship as the head coach of the Northwestern women's lacrosse team. Kelly Amante Hiller joins us right now. Uh, Coach, let's start right there. You won your eighth on Sunday. So what's the last three to four days? What's the last 72 hours been like for you? It's been on, awesome, honestly. Um, I'm just so happy for this team. Um, happy for all the alums that really contributed to this, but maybe weren't necessarily still on the team and, and the coaches and administrators. Um, you know, it was a long journey back to this championship. Um, and it feels good to just kind of take a breath and, and, uh, you know, just reflect and, and enjoy it because uh, this is something really special that I know is uh, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, it was a very special weekend for anyone that was involved. And thank you for providing uh, me as a parent of one of your players with, with moments that I'll remember forever. But Kelly, you mentioned like you waited 11 years for this. So if you mm-hmm. don't mind, like put us there as the clock is winding down, You know you have won your eighth national championship, but first in 11 years, and you've been waiting for a while. Like, what's going through your mind towards the end of the game there? Well, I think, 
you know, honestly, last year we, we kind of felt like we, we had it and we let our foot off the gas pedal in the last 10 minutes of the game and, and ended up losing in the semifinal. And I think that honestly, we were just like so laser focused on just not letting up because we, we didn't want that to happen. And e- even in the waning moments of the game, uh, when it, it was pretty secure, it still never felt secure. Um, <laughs> so I just, I just was, I was really in awe of all the people that came to support us. And, um, you know, just really, I, I knew what it was like to win a championship because of all the ones before but I, I really just try to stay calm and, and take every second of it in um, and just watch, watch my student athletes celebrate together, watch them go embrace their, their families, you know, all the sacrifice, all the hard work that goes into uh, something like this. And, and oftentimes it, it doesn't happen um, and you still sacrifice to, to actually have it happen um, is, is pretty special. So just really, really enjoyed that moment. Uh, Kelly, with time to reflect, like when you look back, why do you think you, you had a little bit of a dip there? And most colleges, most programs would love to have your dip, but you set the bar so high. So when you look back to the last 11 years, why do you think that you had a little dip? And why do you think it took you so long to accomplish what you did on Sunday? Honestly, um, I think that when I came to Northwestern, you know, I came off winning championships as a player. Um, so that was kind of my expectation. It was like, uh, yeah, I was young, uh, almost naive to a fault. And I just said, we're doing this, you know, and then we actually went out and did it. And then we kept doing it. <laughs> and it was really a cool thing, but that became the expectation. And, you know, there was almost like an entitlement to winning. And um, I think even, even the kids in the program had that, this entitlement to winning. And, and uh, that isn't necessarily a good thing. The fans have an entitlement to us winning. Um, they just expect it. And um, it's just so hard to be successful. And I think that like I was putting so much effort in and uh, when we didn't win, then you lose a little bit of that confidence, a little bit of your edge. And I was like, all right, well, the thing that I know is work hard. So I'm just going to work harder. And I think it, it, um, the byproduct of that was almost like putting more pressure on the program and and we we started to do not as well. I mean, obviously still very successful, but you know, then we weren't making the final four. And that was devastating. And I, I honestly got to a point that, you know, maybe four years after the first time we lost where I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, I gotta hit the reset button. Cause one, this isn't fun anymore. And two um, I'm not doing anything that actually got me here. And so I just hit the reset button. I, I brought my staff in. Obviously, you know, my husband is a big part of my staff. And, you know, I really had a heart to heart with him and then the others on my staff. And I just said that, like, we got to we gotta let go of all 
any and all expectations on scoreboard, winning results. Like we can't be about that at all. We can't sell that in recruiting. We can't, we can't be about that. We need to bring people in. I think when you win, a lot of times people come and they want to get on the win train and, you know, it's just not that easy. And, and we had to make it very clear to people that, you know, we want them to come in and, and be about what we're about um, and have that same value system and, and really build back the belief. Cause that's what it, what I did in the beginning. Right. Uh, it wasn't about the scoreboard. It was just about building people, getting them to believe in themselves, getting them to believe in each other. And, you know, then I, I got a little spark and it started to become a little bit more fun. And then it was like, okay, I got one kid to believe in me. All right. I'm going to try for two now. And it just started to, to spiral and it wasn't all good, you know? Um, and it wasn't quick. Um, but I think this particular team kicked it over the edge. Uh, this team, this parent group, um, you know, they just believed. They believed in us as a staff. And, you know, when you feel that, it's, you, you feel like you can do anything. And then, and then the kids start believing. And then everybody feels like they can achieve anything. And, you know, I just said to the, them on the bus ride home, I was like, I hope you take this lesson with you forever. That, like, when you pour into something and you really, really, truly believe that eventually you can do it, you can get it. And it's not going to be easy. It might be rocky and you might want to quit at one point, but you get yourself over that top and, and it's pretty special. Coach, in the down years, was your husband Scott ever on the hot seat? Like, cause it's like a situation <laughs> where we need to change things up a little and it's him or me. So I told you three questions. <laughs> need to make a change. Scott's got to get out of here. Hey, it's not just the down years that he's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat every damn day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a fair question by Billy. Like how much, like if we're going to pie chart this thing, Kelly, how much percentage do we give to Scott? I mean, let's be honest. Come on. You know, Scott and I are very different. Um, we're very different people. And, you know, I do think it, it sometimes is hard. Um, because I have a certain vision and, and, uh, and maybe he doesn't like, you know, connect with that vision, but I, most of the time it's not intentional. Um, I think that for him, um, he really defers to me on the mindset stuff. He knows that I'm really passionate about it. I'm really good at it. And he loves the tactical piece. He loves to be a tactician and, and he's really good at connecting with the student athletes. He, we're kind of like yin and yang together. And so, you know, I think it required a lot of strong communication. Um, There definitely was, you know, moments where I pushed and, you know, he's really good at, at being patient and, and kind of understanding and also just being respectful of me being a strong female leader. He never wants to step on my toes in that area. He wants to embrace like what I want to do. Um, and he finds a, a great way to kind of get his opinions across as well. So, um, yeah, I do think there was moments that it was tough during that stretch where 
uh, we weren't going good. But I think that was also part of the reset is that when we reset, we really made a pact. Like, we're going to do this together. We got to trust each other. Um, and, you know, we got to we got to believe in each other. And so I think it it um, it was a building process as well. But I think it it really came to fruition this year as well. I'm teasing. I love him. He deserves a lot of the credit. I know that. And you deserve more, just so we're clear. Okay? I'm hesitant to do this, Billy. I want you to understand. Okay? The person that you are speaking to, because I'm hesitant to let you ask another question here. But the person that I am speaking to, right, you're just realizing how great she is. Well, no, I mean, you, you have more national championships that championships than Nick Saban I feel like you should steal the title of Coach K because he only has five national championships oh, so like I love that yeah like I I know who I'm talking to uh I I have a question and and it's a little more personal and obviously we can avoid it if you want but like does that is it hard to to have uh like a spouse on your coaching staff like how does that work at home like does that change the dynamic at all or like if, if there's like a question, Kelly's like, the boss. That's how it works. Well, no, like if there's like a thing where it's like, what are we going to eat for dinner? It's just like, look, I've made enough decisions during the day, Scott. You figure it out. I don't want to make any more decisions today. You know, I do. I do think it's a little hard. Um, I think that, you know, we have to kind of we have to communicate well. We also have to set boundaries. Uh, I think it's hard because like. I'm very different than Scott. Like I'm more of an introvert. So like, I don't want to always talk about things. And, um, I have gotten to the point with us coaching together for so long now where, you know, if he starts talking about something and I'm just not prepared to have that discussion, um, I, I just, I just say like, no. And, and he knows to respect that he, he will, he will just say, all right, yeah, I, I totally get it. And I think that like, we kind of both can do that. And, um, you know, we have to set boundaries. We have to set times where, you know, lacrosse doesn't, it's not, doesn't dominate the conversation. Um, we also have to separate like, the conversations from our kids because we don't want them to be a part of every conversation that we have with our program and everything. And, and, you know, our daughter, our older daughter is at a very like impressionable age. So, you know, we, we have to make sure we're, we're good leaders in that realm too. Um, and honestly, like being parents together, I think we see some of the lessons from our own kids and, you know, some of the things that like they go through that maybe like when we didn't have kids at that, that age, we, we didn't understand as well, um, what parents go through when they send their kids off to college and, and, uh, you know, you know, just the emotional piece of that. So, um, I think that, yeah, it's, it's all interconnected. I think boundaries are the key to, to our success. Um, but just like any relationship, it's not perfect. Um, and, and we really have a great level of respect for each other and, and care for each other. And I think that like that always wins the day. Kelly, how do you feel about the nickname coach K? I think it's perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind it. (laughs) That's, that's, that's one of Scotty's favorite, favorite coaches because he coached at UMass. Right. Oh, that's right. That is right. Okay. Well, tell them there's a new Coach K in town, okay? <laughs> I have to I have to confess that uh, at one point, 
I, I like to reach out to different coaches just blindly and and uh, see if they'll they'll contact me back. And I I did reach out to him at one point, tried to to get him, and um, he didn't contact me back. He wasn't okay. as good as Belichick. Bel- Belichick called me right back. Right. Okay. Well, you know, listen. I will inform Coach K because he will call me back. I will tell him there's a new Coach K and it's not him anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i love that uh billy keep in mind okay the person you're speaking to is in charge of my child for the next three years Coach <laughs> K, yeah tread, tread lightly uh kelly i want to get a little technical with you for a second here because i thought you made yeah. uh two moves during the season that really really improved your team uh, Sammy yeah. White is such a great kid and a great player, but you kind of waffled between midfield and D, and then you just settled. You realized, hey, I got a great defenseman here, and you stuck her on defense full-time. That plus moving Carly Mahoney from midfield to D, uh, for me, made your defense, which already had Kendall and Burks there, but it made your defense the best defense in the country. Is that fair? I think it's I think it's absolutely fair. Um, you know, I, I think that... Um, you know, Sammy had worked really hard over the summer on her offensive game. And, and, uh, you know, we weren't really, we're never really sure how our team will shape up. And, um, you know, with the lefties, uh, they're, they're really important facet of our offense. And, you know, she's a strong lefty that actually has tremendous offensive skills as well. Um, but I think that uh, halfway through that um, halfway through that Boston College first game in the regular season in February, uh, you know, we we ended up moving her to D, and I think she she wanted it. She wanted it in that moment, and subsequent to that game, we sat her. We me and Scott and her sat down and had a conversation and you know, just basically discussed that, like, we felt that for the betterment of a team that 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 might be, you know, the best move for us and kind of asked her how she felt about that because we wanted her to to buy into that concept. And, sure. and she was all she was all for it. Um, and then, you know, in addition, I asked Carly Mahoney and and uh, same same type thing, sit down conversation. Hey, you know, we think that you could really help us you know, level up our athleticism, uh, on the defensive end. And she was just like, yeah, absolutely. Anything that gets me on the field, I'm, I'm for. So those two moves, you're absolutely right. Were key. And then it was like, okay, we got the group and then they started to gel together. And then it was like, okay, we're, we're starting to, to not just win games on offense, we're starting to make some some gains on the defense. And I think we, we made tremendous gains the year before on the defensive end too. And I think adding Alexis and Charlie to our staff as well um, was huge for our for our defensive end. And you know, Scott had kind of had the the offense roll in the year before. So we really, you know, we really put a lot of uh, emphasis on the D right from the beginning of the season in in the fall. So those were key. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I really feel, you know, we didn't get a lot of attention defensively, but I think that that was a big part of our success.
Oh, they were fantastic. Uh, and how about Molly, your goalie? Like when you when you plucked her out of the transfer portal, uh, did you think she'd be this good? Because what she turned into, Kelly, was the best goalie in the country, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, I think it was El Hansen's senior year in high school. I went to one of her one of her playoff games. Obviously, Jane, her sister, was on the team as well. I wanted to go and support them and see them play. And who were they playing? None other than Newburyport. And in the cage was Molly. Huh. Um, so I I saw her and I was like, wow, this kid's unbelievable. So I went and talked to the coaches after the game. And she had already kind of gone down that road with Tufts and was, was pretty set. So I just always had it. And then when, you know, she got into the portal, we were like, Oh my gosh, this, this kid is, this kid is unbelievable. I told Scott, you know, I was like, this kid's unbelievable. I've seen her in action. And then obviously getting division three goal of the year, two years in a row, we felt that she could absolutely make the jump. And um, I think it took a little convincing for her to understand that she was good enough to make this jump. But once she did, and once she got that confidence, there was no stopping her. And she was at her best in the biggest moments, yes. which, I mean, that's exactly what you want. No doubt. Uh, you've won eight. I'll get you out of here in just a second. We appreciate it. You've won eight, yet this one seemed to be the most satisfying. I could be wrong. I didn't see your reactions to the other seven, but this eighth one sure <laughs> seems satisfying to you. Am I wrong in reading that? Or Yeah, I, I told a few of my close friends that, like, this eighth one almost felt like a new first. Um, you know, the first it's like, and, and it was a longer road than, than the first one. Cause we won our first in our fourth year as a program. So, um, you know, there was a lot of patience, a lot of growth, um, a lot of transformation. I had to, you know, adjust to a whole new different style of student athlete, um, this generation being, you know, completely different than when I first started coaching and, um, just kind of adapt to that. And so I was just really proud of all of the work that myself, my staff, and all the people that have been involved in the program had put in to kind of get us to this point. Um, so that's that's really what made it that special for me, um, you know, much, much like that first championship that we won. Uh, the only th- thing that would have made it better was if my dad was here to see it, but oh. I know he was looking down on us. Um, listen, I, I, I am wondering here because I said it the other day. Actually, I said it today on our show, Kelly, that Izzy Skane, um, Izzy Skane is, is the best lacrosse player in the country, and I'm not even certain that there's a close second. And I'm not just talking about the women's game. I'm talking about the men's mm-hmm. game. She is, like, mm-hmm. just talk about I know she's up for player of the year, so is Aaron. They have such great chemistry. But just talk about Izzy mm-hmm. as a person and a player because she just, she stands out in a way that really no one else does, Kelly. I mean, you know, we obviously had that close game um, against Michigan in the first round. And um, after that, I think she was just uh, on another level, her effort, her uh, mental approach. I think we've worked a lot on that. 
uh, over the last number of years, obviously losing her season. So the year before, so her gratitude for the opportunity, um, she was not going to be denied. The way that she hustled on every play, um, it's just so beautiful to watch. It's like magic. And, you know, just, just how she moves. She's, she's a big kid and she moves just so incredibly. I, I, I don't Crazy. think I've ever had someone like that. We've obviously had some tremendous people in our program, but the sheer strength and ability to move her body on a dime um, it's pretty special. Yeah, she's a really uh, she's a really special question. We'll get to uh, a really special player. We'll get to Billy's three questions. I'm nervous about him in a second, <laughs> but but Kelly, I do have a question. I'm nervous about this one. I went to every single game. Only a handful of parents can claim that. Even the dreadful yes. Marquette game, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> No, you were so cold, that one. <laughs> that was freezing. And so I, I just... You thought it was like our indoor facility. <laughs> There's nothing like your indoor facility. It's the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> of indoor facilities. But but I did go to the Marquette game, and there was like five of us there. And I feel like those five parents, perhaps... This is what I'm asking. I'll be direct. Do you want my ring size? Should I send it to you? Oh what do you think? God. Oh, my God. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Send it over. Oh, my God. So you great. earned it. You earned it, John. Oh, my God. You were too funny. Coach uh, K, we get... does, he, does he annoy you with stuff like that all the time? <laughs> That's one of your questions. <laughs> no, you know, honestly, he goes through my husband, so he annoys mm. him. <laughs> Wait, Billy, you have two more questions now. But, Kelly, what I love, because you love to promote the sport. The sport means so much to you. Women's sports yes. in general mean so much to you. Yep. What I love about Izzy Skate and her story is it sends such a great message about your program, the way you recruit, and it sends a great message to other kids. Hey, you don't have to be from Maryland. You don't have to be from Long Island. You could grow up in the middle of Michigan and become the best lacrosse player in the world. And totally. I think that is such a strong message to send to the rest of the country. Well, yeah, what a what a great family. I mean, they're, they're just unbelievable. She, I, I can remember she came on her visit after we talked after a camp that she came to and her parents, both her parents were there. We sat down. We must have talked for 45 minutes to an hour. And at the end of it, they were like, oh, we got to go get the kids in the car. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And uh, it was just so tremendous. They are are just an amazing group. They've got two two boys, two other boys that are ones at at Penn and and the other one's on his way to play college across too. Like just a, just an honestly great family. And that's, that's what makes Izzy special is that she isn't just an athlete. She's a, she's an absolute competitor, great person. And, you know, she's so humble. She doesn't even want the limelight. She's just, she's just so awesome. She's fantastic. All right, Billy, she's very busy. Okay, yeah. she has places to go, people to meet. <laughs> I'm so good, you have, I'm good. <laughs> you, you have two more questions, Billy. I mean, I've asked, you already asked two. I said three, and now you're about to go in for three and four. So, Well, I'm just curious <laughs> kind of how John behaves at these games because we've been told for years of tales of him as a coach getting ejected from games when he was coaching Rachel's team. So as a fan, as a parent, is he on better behavior or, or do you ever kind of look back and tell him to pipe down? Um, 
I, I'm not like totally zeroed in on him, but I've never heard anything <laughs> bad about him. I think that as a coach, when you are a coach, you actually have more respect for other coaches and, you know, just the process and, you know, how hard it is. And so I think that John brings that to our program. He has coached. He understands some of the, the challenges. He knows what, how to support. Um, and he really, he really honestly does an amazing job at that. Mm. Oh, thank you. All right, Billy, you have one more. Well, this isn't so much of a question. It's more of an apology, Coach K, because I was watching the national championship uh, on ESPN, oh and I was texting with John at the time. And, uh, you know, I consider Rachel a little sister I've never met before. And I was kind of watching the game and you guys were up by a lot of points. And I thought, you know what? Now's a great time to put Rachel in there, get her some experience, get her out there, have her play in a national play championship. Play in the final game. four. Well, you know, I was watching and I'm like, it's the it's the fourth quarter here. We, we're up by 10. What are we doing? Let's get Rach out there. You know what I mean? And I told Sugat, I told John, I said, you know what? Like, I don't want to say it, but I feel like Coach K should be on the hot seat. What are we doing here? You know, we got to put in your daughter, get her some playing time. These seniors have been around long enough. They're not even going to be here next year. Like, let's get some team morale built up here and get Rachel some playing time, you know? So I guess I'm sorry about wanting you fired, but is there a question? No, I was just, I was going to be honest. You, I... you obviously never coached. Oh, that's supposed to mean, geez, I had more, I had more faith in your team that they weren't going to blow it than you did. You kept the starters in there the whole time. Well, you know, we were, we were up by about nine the year before with nine minutes left and yeah. we blew it. So oh, wow. I was, geez. We weren't letting our foot off that gas pedal. And honestly, uh, the moment was just so, so crazy. I was so laser focused. And I don't want you to know. answer this. You, you don't need to answer to him. He shouldn't have fired you. No, I apologize. You on the hot seat after winning your eighth national championship. What he's trying to say, <laughs> Kelly, is they care about me. They care about my family. We're a big family. I think, Billy, correct me if I'm wrong, you're keeping your eye on the situation. Is I'm that just, what you're saying? I'm, I'm just I, watching. I think from afar i think that your reaction is the typical reaction of of every ordinary parent Thank and you. i think that what made this team special is that all the parents all the student athletes they really embrace their role and and they understand is that they had to give up sometimes a little bit of self to for the greater good so that we could achieve and um you know, honestly, like that, that this group was so special because of that. And there is so much of what you just hit me with uh, in sports today. And it's truly unfortunate. But being part of something bigger than you yourself and actually achieving it, no one can ever take that away from you. And uh, it's, it's really a cool thing. And I, I hope that you know, every kid on this team learned that lesson, and and I hope we can continue to teach that lesson because it it's it's a transformative thing. And in your life, you're not always gonna you know be that first one that goes in or have all the attention on you, and you might need to play the role that no one talks about, and uh, that's in a very important role. And what Rachel did, and some of the other kids that you didn't see on that field did for this team. It, it 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 was a game changer for us. Yeah, you're gonna ask another one, Billy. I texted you back when you were texting me at the game. She's not playing today, nor should she. Yeah, that's no, what I said. <laughs> well, I, I'm protective, as I said. I, yeah, well, I no, you mentioned giving up, but did John mention he's gonna give you guys a generous gift for winning the national championship? Your program? 
Uh, he did not, but we'll oh, accept wow. that with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> You're an no, that I never said that. <laughs> oh my God, uh, Kelly, this has been uh, this has been fantastic. I, listen, the TV ratings were up, the numbers were through the roof. It's a great time for women's sports. Uh, but I want you just on the way out here quickly, if you don't mind, uh, talk about the state of women's lacrosse, where you want to see it go, uh, what your what your vision for is it moving forward. You're coaching Team USA, which is exciting. Uh, you care about mm-hmm. this thing more than most, more than anyone I've met, to be honest with you. So just talk about it and promote it the way you want to talk about it and promote it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that um, the sport is is absolutely booming. It's growing so much from coast to coast. And, you know, you, you can drive down the street and see lacrosse nets on front yards. Um, and it's it's truly it's truly awesome. The women's game is one of the most exciting sports, I think, to watch. What great athleticism these kids possess. Um, you know, with the addition of the shot clock a number of years ago, it's, it's really, really fun to watch. Um, you know, there's so much scoring. You can get up to, you know, 20 goals in a game. Um, so from a fan perspective, it's really, really an exciting, fast, athletic game. And I really hope that, you know, the, the TV networks will continue to push the coverage. I think we're still behind softball at, at some, some level in terms of just the sheer amount of coverage, but I hope that, you know, we can continue to push it forward uh, because it is a really, really special sport. And most people that that are exposed to it never go back. They 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 become loyal followers of the sport. And uh, we've transformed a lot of people here in the Illinois area. Um, but I hope that that continues to go. And where my involvement in the USA program, like, uh, my vision is just hopefully I can, you know, help it grow and and potentially help it get uh, into the Olympics at some point. I think that would be amazing for our sport from an international perspective. Uh, but USA is the leaders in terms of just how much uh, involvement we have in the game right now. All right, Kelly. I am. Uh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for Scott, your entire family, your entire staff, and of course uh, that wonderful team that you uh, you put together. I don't care about any of the stuff Billy asked. All I care about is in a in, in a single year, me and my wife have both seen a more confident kid, a more mature kid, and a better kid. Yes. And you're the reason for that. And that's all I care about. I appreciate that. That is a a great perspective and. You know, we thank you and, and all the families and, and uh, people involved in the program for the, the level of support that we rec- received. I knew I knew before the game we had them when, when uh, the crowd roared uh, double double the level of, of what uh, our opponent was doing. So it was yeah. pretty exciting. Great, uh, great bunch of parents. And you're a great coach and a great parent yourself. Kelly, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations, eight national championships. There's a new Coach K in town, and it's not Mike Krzyzewski, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much. Take okay. care. Go, Kat.
Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.